0: Welcome to Idol Rumble, the official K-pop podcast of LobbyRumble.com, where we discuss weekly topics around all things K-pop. We are recording on June 15th, 2022. I'm Rob, Editor-in-Chief at Lobby Rumble, and I'm joined by Content Writer Ron and our first-time guest, Brent. Brent, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, some of your favorite groups, and how you first got into K-pop?
1: Hey guys, it's, uh, so I am Brent. Well, a little background about myself, let's see, uh, me and Rob, we went to college together and, you know, pretty much... Most of my, our college career, I guess what you call it, <laughs> we were you know buddy buddies, but um, hey. you know, and uh, secretly, I was a K pop fan during that time, but I don't know if Rob knows that because <laughs> he wasn't into second gen.
0: I, I was lightly, lightly <laughs>
1: <laughs> just because you knew Sean Everest, though, choreo, was <laughs> a Let's see. Um, Some of my favorite groups, you know, got Twice, got Stacy, got Itzy, we got Rocket Punch, got G-Friend, Red Velvet, Girls' Generation. You know, Girls' Generation, they got a special place in my heart. UFX, Crayon Pop, you know, the old school Wonder Girls, Super Junior, the OGs, Big Bang, 2PM, Kara and Shiny, you know. I would say most of my k-popping was second gen third gen ish kind of so how did i get into k-pop is um so i know rob you brought up that uh random korean channel that would play on the weekends (laughs) one episode um, so my dad would leave that channel on for some reason and i just happened to catch (laughs) like they were playing music videos and it was um jewelry superstar was playing so (laughs) and for for those of you don't know jewelry is a first gen idol group so yeah and i i was listening to this and then i i finally like looked at the tv to see this video and i was like what is going on but then at the same time i was like i kind of like this so but i didn't really have internet at home at that time so i had to wait till i went back to school for college to look it up. So mm. that I finally looked it up and I was like, who are they, you know, and whatnot. And I actually bought that CD with that song. So that's technically the first K-pop CD I ever bought. And um, I still have it and <laughs> it is pretty beat up, but I still have it.
0: <laughs> Dang.
1: And um, from there, I would say my K-pop journey didn't really start until like the girls generation You know, Super Junior, like when SM was really starting to pop Um, with Girls' Generation, that's like, you know, that was like my first love. You know, I like became obsessed (laughs) with that group. Like that really, Mm -hmm. like it changed my life because really ever since Girls' Generation, I've been listening to K-pop. So but then from there, yeah, it just kept going and going. And uh, let's see. I started buying CDs more, which is a bad thing. But at the same time, <laughs> you know, back then you couldn't really just stream the music all you wanted. So, you know, you had to get the physicals and that's something that, you know, I still do to this day. You know, I spend my money on CDs. Huh? I'm not ashamed. <laughs> I got a, I got a fairly good collection. It's not a big collection, but it's more than you'd think I'd have for sure. Thanks. <laughs> nice yeah, Brent, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> hey, Idol <don't> Rubble!
0: <laughs> so with Brent's introduction out of the way, Ron, how was your week? Uh, you know,
2: my usual normal busy week. Um, nothing too special, but I did get to hang out with my family over the weekend, which was nice because mm-hmm. I normally don't see them a lot since we live on opposite ends of the Bay Area. So it, it's always nice spending time with them. But than that, you know, pretty usual stuff. Normal boring.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nice. So me, I finished shooting stars. Uh, It sort of like did that whole rom-com thing where it sort of got complacent near the end where nothing big happened for the last arc. It's just the sort of like, oh, now everyone can be happy. So because the main arc like happened right before that. So it was a nice clean ending. Uh, As per your recommendation, Ron, I started while you were sleeping. That's a good one. And it started pretty crazy. I and mean, actually, like every episode, like I think I'm on episode four now. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty crazy show for what it is that I sort of hope I forgot what you sort of like described it as being because that like pop at the end of episode one would have got me mm-hmm. more. But it's a pretty cool concept. It is. It can be a little dark, but it's fun. And also my girl Susie got got to watch more of her stuff. Also, uh, it was my parents' anniversary over the weekend. Happy 44th anniversary, parents of Rob. Uh, we went to Galpo Gaucho. If you don't know what that is, that's a Brazilian Ooh. steakhouse. At first, I was going to ward them off to go to just Korean barbecue because I sort of prefer that more. But they they didn't tell me it was their... I forgot it was their anniversary. That I'm like, okay, yeah, let's just go to Brazilian steakhouse. But I think that's like maybe my third or fourth time going now that... I think I do just prefer Korean barbecue because it feels a little, uh a little daunting with the guys with this. I mean, it's not the fact that they have swords out are walking around, but they're sort of like, if you've ever walked down the boulevard on in Vegas and you get those guys like <laughs> handing out those flyers, it's like that. It's like, I feel pressured. <laughs> Even if my card, if like my stop and go card is flipped over, like I was like, oh, no, thanks. No, thanks. No, thanks. And, like I I forget what like my favorite cuts were. That I mean, as much as I like chimichurri, I think I just like Korean barbecue more. That the atmosphere is a little bit more style, my style. Um, just having like the more Asian flavors, which which is what I've become accustomed to over my college years. That I'm even like sort of cooking like Korean style stuff in my free time. That I think I just like Korean barbecue more nowadays. <laughs> and I guess R.I.P. to the L.A. people because. I guess new restaurants can't have gas burners anymore, but that's a tangent that we shouldn't get into. (laughs) Other than that, um, at work, as a sort of like a get-together thing, we went bowling after work, and I haven't bowled since the start of pandemic, so what, like two years ago, that I took my ball out of retirement because I haven't bowled since like college with that ball, that I did pretty decent. My first two games, I got like 158s back-to-back. It was pretty decent, but last game, we were just goofing around because this bowling alley sucked the life out of me because they didn't have air conditioning, that it was just cheap little fans, and it was also like in Danville area on like the hottest day of the week, and I think it was like in the hundreds, so, but that was pretty fun, uh, just getting to go bowling again because bowling was tough for pandemic that it's cool that some places are opening up again, so like right when pandemic hit, I bought like a new bu- a new uh, shoe, and then I also bought like a new like hand guard that I wanted to go like after work a few times. But maybe I'll start doing that again. And now it's time for new releases. In this section, we highlight and talk about some of our favorite releases from the previous week. What do we have on the list this time? So this week was jam packed
2: with a whole bunch of stuff, a lot of big releases. And starting that off on June eighth was Secret Number with Dumtita. Then the next day. June 9th, we have Eyes One alum, Kang Haewon with Like a Diamond. Same day, we have WUA with Danger. And the representatives of K-pop on June 10th came out with Yet to Come. And that was BTS, if you guys didn't get my reference. <laughs> but anyways, anyways, uh, June 11th, we had Dino from 17 with High Five in June 12th. Uh, Jungkook from BTS with the a uh, song for the BTS ARMY called My You. Then on June 13th, Bugaboo comes out with Pop. one o comes out with Crazy. Then on June 15th, Pixie comes out with Villain. And same day, Drippin comes out with Zero.
0: Brent, since this is your first time on the show, what would you pick from 2022 so far as your favorite?
1: So, for 2022 20, so far, I got three picks here. I got Stacy Run To You, I got Mm -hmm. VVZ, Boom Bop, and I got Rocket Punch with Chiquita. And like these three songs were like kind of the songs that I just had on almost repeat. Because I don't know, they were Mm. just so catchy to me. And Mm. I just really liked them. Do I think they're the best songs of the year? Probably not. But they were definitely like my favorite songs. And Mm. especially with like Stacey and Rocket Punch, like... They've been releasing like very solid songs since their debut, you know, and um and Rocket Punch especially, I feel like they're kinda underrated. Like they're really underrated. solid with their songs. Yeah, like I agree. Ever since their first song. And since then I think they've released nothing but just solid and good songs. And you know, I kinda hope more people will get into Stacy. I'm glad more people are starting to find them, you know, now that they they actually got some wins. I'm doing mm-hmm. I'm doing air quotes wins cuz I know you guys talked about those uh, <laughs> weekly shows. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. And um I got a little special, I guess, you know, I did listen to Secret Number Doom Chita. I think that's mm-hmm. how you say it. Um and I actually oh, do God. like this song. It is a pretty good song, but it kind of made me think about um what one of your guests, Trick, talked about with uh, black pink and like their influence on k-pop and I kind of mm-hmm. while I was listening to this I was like this does have kind of a whether it was intentional or not have a black pink influence to it so I don't know but mm. it's still a really good song and I think you know I haven't seen the video yet though so maybe I should check that out as well
0: yeah the video is pretty uh standard k-pop girl crush kind of a video that you would expect to see so yeah sort of that black pink uh influence on it
1: that aesthetic
0: but yeah with your list uh, it's the they're one of my favorite all your songs are like some of my favorites of the year so far you gotta represent my girl bvz and stacy
1: stacy girls
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's great that uh stacy is uh of getting out there especially for what what label are they from oh um, it's a new uh, label oh, what is it, it called yeah for, I <laughs> yeah. But whatever the label they're from like it's crazy how like a new girl group um from a new label is just like killing it yeah. out there that i think even, i'm not sure if you guys saw but uh k-con just k-con la posted their first teaser and i think stacy is one
1: of them so oh yeah
0: if yeah. you if you guys are in the area um, oh, stacy is gonna be coming in to town most likely
1: I feel like Stacey, though, they got a big, because they're, what is it? I have it here, High Up, high up Entertainment, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. the thing with that is their CEOs are, like, the two mm-hmm. biggest um producers in Producer. K-pop, isn't it? I forget their yeah. name. Uh, what is it? Black Eyed Pilsung? Black Eyed, Black Eyed Pilsung. Pilsun? Yeah. Um, yeah. Pilsun. Yeah. yeah. So, I feel like they got a big advantage, really. But, Oh, yeah. Definitely. like you said, there's still a new group. But, yeah, that they got, like, the two biggest producers, man. It's kind of crazy
0: mm-hmm. ron among this week's new releases which would you pick as your favorite i am gonna go with
2: bts's yet to come i really like that one and also um i would consider myself you know to be part of the army i really like bts's discography and they're like just all around good dudes um so when it came to yet to come it was nice to finally hear them sing in korean again because you know the last few releases have been all English. And you know, and I, I kind of miss, I kind of miss them singing in Korean. And then this time we get to get, have the rap line actually rapping again, which makes me very mm-hmm. happy because I think they're some of the best idol rappers out there. Yeah. I, I can't think of other ones that are, can even match. I mean, like in, in their generation, cause I do have a bias and I think G dragon and top are the best <laughs> idol rappers, but that's either here or there. Um, but Yet to Come I feel like is very easy to listen to and what's great about this song too is like I feel like it's a song that's kind of ushering um, a new chapter in BTS's career and um, and I think I'm going to go over that a little bit later Um, and it's something that if you've watched uh, BTS Festa um, that's something that they talk about as well
1: so Mm. that's my pick of the week. Can I ask you guys something? Yeah. You could you could put this you could cut this out or not I really don't mind but how do you feel about these K pop artists like making English songs you know to you know branch out and you know whatever to to the world because for me you know we got into K pop we didn't understand the language but we still got into mm-hmm. it so for me I'm kind of like you know half and half on it really
2: mm-hmm. yeah me too I'm half and half like my take on it is. Or I guess from, like, from my eyes, they don't have to come out with an English song. They don't need to. If the, yeah. if the song is good, people will listen, listen to it regardless, right? Um right. But I do appreciate that they put out English stuff, because then it just tells me that they want to reach out more to fans who don't speak. Like, they understand that they have fans who don't speak Korean. So for them to get, I guess, closer to their fans, um, they put out English songs. Um, right. One gripe I have it. I have with that though And it's not the artist's fault It's more like On some fans is where like And I see this on YouTube comments And Twitter comments all the time It's where Where it's like Oh You know if they're a K-pop group uh, Sing in English please Come out with an English Song But in my head I was like Man they don't have to You're already You're already listening To their Korean song, So They don't right. have to do that And then it's like All these other artists From the West They don't make Korean songs They just release an English song <laughs> Wherever yeah. right yeah. So, I mean, that, that's just how I feel about it. But I, I do appreciate that they came up with their English songs, even though I have certain feelings about them. Like, to be honest, I don't really like it that much. <laughs>
1: right, But but if it's a good song, yeah. it's a good song. Like Yeah, if, yeah, exactly. I mean, like, like with Twice, with Formula of Love, so mm-hmm. surprise, surprise, I also went to the Encore concert. But, you mm-hmm. know, like their English songs on that album, Formula of Love, like, I really do like it. Yeah, you know me too. even because there's what there's so many on there that are in english and i was like you yeah. know i didn't know how i would feel about it at first but then after listening to them i was like okay these these are good songs so yeah, i don't mind yeah. so yeah like that i don't mind it or there's another one um momoland had an english song earlier oh, yeah. i think yeah. right yeah. was it yummy yummy love or something i think that's how and like did yeah, yeah.
0: that or i think also their fan song was uh
1: English song but anyway, in English too yeah and yeah. like actually that song actually grew on me like I didn't like it at first but I heard it for like maybe like the third or fourth time and then I was like you know what this is actually a really catchy song you know but yeah mm. yeah
0: I'm also like half and half too because like it is good that they're reaching out and also like it it, it opens up the door for more audience because like if they are like oh it's not in my it's not a language I know but if it's good that like uh, because I think when uh, scientists did come out uh, with Twice, mm-hmm. um, I feel like a lot more people got into it because it was in English. But Definitely like, um, yeah, or yeah, or that song, All right, yeah. So yeah, you could tell like, I'm not that big <laughs> of a Twice fan compared to you guys. But but yeah, like um, pretty much, a song could be in whatever language as long as like it sounds good to me. Because even in English songs. I don't listen to the lyrics as like my primary thing. I'm I'm there for like the vibes, but right. One one little gripe that like like you said earlier, it's not it's sort of not the artist's fault, fault, it's probably like the writer's because because it's not like their first language that some of like the sentence structure um is weird sometimes hearing because like they don't have like the proper like parts of a sentence to make make for English. So that's a little bit of a of a gripe for me, but it's not
1: killer but it's just like yeah. it throws me off sometimes <laughs> like um like words with the r R sound mm-hmm. I'm not even that. Experience. it's just like
0: like they miss some words like um if you if you just like take any like sentence that we're speaking right now and just take out some words it sounds like that sometimes just because it's not like <laughs> thin, it has to anyway. fit the beat <laughs> yeah yeah but i mean i guess they do that too with like with like english songs anyway uh but going back to bts though like um it sort of gave me vibes. Um, was that other song that sounded like a going away song uh, a few releases ago? Oh, Big Bangs. No, um, no, not, not, not Big Bang. Uh, BTS. Oh. oh, BTS. Oh. Uh, like the Echo in the Forest song. Oh, uh, God. What like that song called? echo. I was just whatever listening that to that song, song today. Yeah. Whatever song that was, it sort of gave me that kind of a vibe. Yeah. Because uh, like you said, it is sort of like a ushering of a new era for them. I tuned in to because like I, I I was just briefly paying attention to the actual music video, but I saw that they collabed with Anderson Pack. That mm. I, I was watching that version just to see like Anderson Pack just going crazy. But um, it's a pretty chill song overall. Yeah. Uh, for my picks, I'll start off with like a little runner up because you'll you'll see with, with my actual pick, but I wanted to give a shout out to Bugaboo's Pop because that chorus got me because I'm really into. Um, dancey k-pop if it's if it's not like overly over the top but that chorus has got to me but um the verses didn't really stick as well with me but if you guys haven't listened to that chorus yet um go and listen to bugaboo's pop going to my regular pick i picked 17's dino's high five it's a nice and chill pop song with a hip-hop beat it's got this xylo backing melody and some cool sound effects sprinkled in This was actually self-written and composed by him with the help from other producers. And it doesn't sound like other Seventeen stuff that's usually produced by Woozy. It's been a while since I've heard his other releases, but I know that he's had solo releases before that. He's had a hand in uh, creating. And because I did um, mention the runner-up earlier, because this isn't a full release, I don't think it's a physical release. I think it's just like a digital single. So, But it's a nice one. Yeah, I heard it too in... I really liked it, um, and I,
2: I normally don't listen to Seventeen all that much. I mean, I listen to their singles and stuff. I really like it, but I haven't ventured out of their um, into their solo stuff. So mm. I, I really like this one. Has his previous solo re- releases sound like this, or is this like completely different?
0: Um, I think it sounds similar, but I think when I was just perusing the comment section, you you could see a lot of fans saying, like, "Oh, he's really." finding his own sound so i think it's definitely developing so that was stacy's run to you dvz's bop bop rocket punch's chikita secret number's doom cheetah is yet to come and 17's dino high five in the news segment, we'll share our picks for what happened in K-pop for the week. So, Brian, what did you bring for news this week?
1: So, for news this week, I brought some news with one of my favorite groups of all time, Girls' Generation. Yeah. If, you, mm. if you didn't know, they're having a comeback in August of this year, a music comeback. But for the month of July, they're actually going to have a variety show on JTBC called Soshi Tam Tam. And apparently it's going to be, like, a reality game show and documentary. They haven't said, like, how many episodes, but it's going to, it seems like it's going to run through July up to their comeback. And um, it's kind of exciting for me being, you know, a Sone, you know, a Girls' Generation (laughs) fan. Like, you know, this is their 15th year anniversary, and you know, we rarely see them as like a whole group, if anything, you know, we might see them maybe on like, someone's birthday, they'll get together. But other than that, you know, it's it's very rare, we'll get to see them all together, to see them in like, like in a variety show setting, which is one thing I love about K-pop is I like to see how groups are outside of music, and Girls' Generation was like one of those groups that were just like, really funny to me like i would see them in their variety shows and i'd just be cracking up like they're just naturally funny to me and so i'm pretty sure we're gonna get something like that with this and you know it says documentary maybe we'll get some very emotional beats you know maybe maybe i'll cry a little i don't know so <laughs> mm. i'm really looking forward to that um i'm definitely gonna keep up with this and when that comeback comes out. Trust me, I'm going to buy every version. If there's multiple versions, <laughs> I'll oh, buy it. Yeah. Trust me, there I'm, will be. There definitely <laughs> will be, and I will buy each one of them. and <laughs> My wallet will keep on crying. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited for this, too. Um, I'm also a huge Girls' Generation fan, and they're one of the groups that I first started listening to K-pop with, too. Yeah, I, I can't wait to see all of them share the same screen because like you said earlier we normally just so far it's just been like a couple of them at a time or just one you know especially tae she she does her like solo stuff like all the time mm. right so it's great like and, and i hope i wonder um if we're gonna get all of girls generation on tae like variety show um Ooh. it's like Sat- what is it called saturday market or something like that Sat- um, yeah but like i really i like that show so i hope we get to see all of them I think that would be fun too. Yeah. Um, And yeah, just like you, I think I'm just gonna buy all their albums,
1: (laughs) (laughs) every
0: variation. It's gonna. I feel like it's gonna be wild. Like I can't wait.
1: Yeah, I'm super excited for it.
0: Yeah, the way that you said, like, so reality game show documentary. It sounds like those like shows that like a lot of groups get. So they like they'll go on a trip, but they'll also add games. So like if they whoever gets the best food or whoever wins will get the best food. And they'll also like work in, um, sort of like more emotional moments. So it sounds like, like, for example, Aiza one's uh, eating trip. It sounds like that. So if it's like that, um, it sounds like fun, uh, that I'll tune in, but yeah, like you said, they, they are pretty funny that I've watched almost all the running mans and I've know I've seen like sunny <laughs> on a lot of episodes, like a recurring guest. I'm really excited to, to uh, see what they got. Um, I'm also looking forward to their comeback. Any Girls Generation
1: content, I'll I'll take because. Back then, <laughs> it was... I know Ron does. It was a struggle back then. Not like right. today. Like, yeah. I tried to watch Star Golden Bell with Girls' Generation uh, on it. Yeah. And it was so hard to find those mm-hmm. episodes. Like, <laughs> you can't just, like, Google it. You gotta, like, look up the Korean translation. And hopefully someone posted it on some random website. And, yeah. you know, And it's on, like, you know, 240p, like... It's such low quality. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And like
2: back then, too, like when they would post, when you know, when random people post episodes on YouTube, right? They'll split the episode up in like 10 parts. Yeah. But then, like, sometimes, like, part five or six or whatever is missing, (laughs) but everything else is there. And you're like, what the
1: fuck? Or 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 it'll get flagged. It'll get flagged and then remove it. Like, oh my God. Yeah. I hated that so much. I'm glad. (laughs) We
2: live in a time now. In this time where yeah. K pop content is like so super easy to get.
1: <laughs> yeah, i taking it. There's from too gravity. much now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially if
0: you're a multi stand Oh yeah, it's all awesome. right. Oh man. It
1: it's a struggle, man. I, I had to like cut it down. You know, you can't follow every group anymore.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I barely watched like any making behind the scenes of the music video shoots anymore. Like um on on my break today I was watching a uh, La Seraphim's Kazuha um showing us all her like a uh, ballet stretching gear for like fifteen minutes. Okay. <laughs> so but yeah that was Girls Generation to star in their upcoming variety show. Ron, what do you have for news this week? So big topic. Um, this
2: piece of news has been all over the internet, all over K pop Twitter, all over everything. For the last, I don't know, 24, 36 hours and it's this, uh, how should I say, almost like, well BTS during BTS Festa, which um, if you don't know what that is, BTS Festa is basically an event um, that celebrates uh, BTS's anniversary and during that event they'll film a whole bunch of videos, have you know, photo cards out, um, have a song out. That's what uh, Jungkook's uh, Mayu song was for. And during this BTS festive video, um, they announced that they would like, or that they are going to focus on solo activities. So during the video, they talked about, you know, the last two years happening super fast. And a lot of the activities weren't planned for because of, you know, Because of COVID. However, the group was very thankful for the opportunities and the growth of popularity that they experienced up until this point. Um, Kind of the downside to that is RM mentioned that in K-pop and, you know, in in idol life, it lacks to provide room for growth and maturity. So this next chapter would be focused on that. And that is why they're doing solo activities to kind of show everyone they're trying to show the members' individual colors, right. and this news shocked the fans. A lot of people, and in, in including myself, took it as the group has taken a hiatus. Um, and because it was so shocking, it caused the hype stock to drop almost twenty five percent—super huge dip. And probably like a few hours after that episode aired, hype clarified shortly that they're not taking a hiatus. They're gonna, they're still Uh, staying as a group, Um, they still have group activities, but the focus now is on the solo activities. So that was that. And it was a huge frenzy all over the internet. Um, And I I watched BTS Festa and and I took it as if they were going to take a hiatus because that's what the language sounded like. I watched with the subtitles on and even the translators put the word hiatus on there which was kind of an interesting choice of words, too, because they also had the Korean subtitles on there. I think for the the choice that they, the word choice that they used was a little, I guess, a little, little more dramatic. But so Suga said the line, as translated, it was like, we're in a hiatus anyways, so you should do whatever you want. But then in in the Korean subtitles, I understood it as we have some time off, so you should be able to do whatever you want. I, that's kind of where the the confusion was. Needless to say when 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 I f- initially read the articles, I was shocked. I was like, "What? They're gonna take a break? Why?" <laughs> <You know? laughs> Military time is coming up. I know, but but why? <laughs> why? Um, but but yeah, yeah. That 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 was
1: huge. That's a yeah. That's big news. Like, I feel like if BTS taking a break for a week, people would probably freak out still, but. I think, yeah, that, I don't know, man, that translator putting hiatus, uh, that that kind of, that for real backfired (laughs) on them, for sure.
2: (laughs) Even if it were just like a hiatus, I still feel like it's, it's a well-deserved one. They've been working so hard, you know, these last two years, especially, I mean, their whole career, right? Nine years is like nonstop work. And that's something that RM kind of touched on is like, they just felt like they worked constantly and constantly and that they never really had time for themselves. And it kind of showed in their music too, because RM and Suga, they, they tend to write their song, write the songs, right? And also the lyrics. So they mentioned that when they were writing the lyrics, they're feeling like they were just pulling out whatever to just get the lyrics out. They Mm -hmm. wanted their lyrics to have meaning and that they should write these lyrics because they have something to say, but sometimes they had nothing to say. And they didn't want to feel like they had to lie or, or fake anything to get these lyrics down. So right. even if they take a hiatus, you know, it, it's well-deserved. And hopefully these new solo activities, we can see a different side of BTS. And once they come back as a full unit, whenever that is, then shoot, I'll, I'll, I'll be super excited for that.
1: Yeah, let them take a break. I mean, it's, we're talking about BTS, the biggest group. Not K-pop, but just group in the world. So yeah, I mean, they could take two years off, you know, to whatever, recharge themselves and get that get that fire back in them, you know. And you know, people will welcome them back. Open. I mean, not to get, not to get you know to be say you know say something controversial, but you know, mm-hmm. Black Pink <laughs> hasn't released a song in what two years. So yeah, I mean, yeah. and. You know, now they're having a comeback and, you know, though, everyone's hyped about that. So, you know, I mean, and if that's if that's what Blackpink is, at, just imagine BTS, you know, in two years, people will be freaking out once they're doing another group, you know, song. Yeah. I agree.
0: Yeah. And that sort of brings it back again to last week that, like you said, it might speculate that maybe they don't have exemption for the military because this would be a perfect time for people to knock out solo activities because if people have to go then obviously they can't do group stuff because maybe they could do like a few men down but yeah it's just like sort of like jumping up those rumors again so I mean whatever they do like 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 you guys said I think it's a well deserved break because I know after like one of those uh, movies that I watched in theaters of their tour Mm -hmm. it just looks like they're just like constantly exhausted and just like put to the limit. So hopefully mm-hmm. this gives them time to recharge. But I guess we can only speculate what is actually happening. But we just wish the best of luck to them.
1: Yep, yep.
0: So that was BTS announces that they will be focusing on solo activities. For my news this week, you know I gotta go for the A Pink news. Apinks, Bomi, and Chorong are set to debut as the first group's unit. On June 13th, ISC Entertainment announced that the two will debut as a unit coming this July. It's crazy because the group's been together for 11 years and they haven't had official units. They've had solos with Unji, Hayang, and Namju, And they've also had units for like albums, but they weren't like official full-on albums with just the units. Well, it's good to see that they had plans for the remaining A-Pink members that ha- haven't debuted as a unit or soloist yet. The unit will be called Shobom, which plays off their names, and it means early spring in Korean. So I'm just happy to see that they're still out there doing activities um, similar to what we were talking about with BTS at, It still gives the other girls chances to do other stuff while uh this duo gets to have an official release but yeah i'm still hoping that they'll be uh doing official group activities after this but i'm looking forward towards chorong and bummy's official unit debut i'll be keeping an eye on that for sure as well so that was A Pink's bummy and chorong to debut as a first group's official unit in the spotlight section, we try to shine a light on something in K-pop, whether it be an artist, song, album, TV show, or the like. Brent, what would you like to spotlight this week?
1: I would like to spotlight a kind of a broad thing. So K-pop artists' is, you know, ventures outside of music. So because of the pandemic, a lot of K-pop artists had to get kind of creative and branch out to reach their audience. So a lot of them have gone to social medias with instagram and things like that they've gone with their v lives and you know youtube and going on any show that would that they could get on you know just to interact and bring out content for their fans and also try to bring in fans and one thing i want to highlight with that is youtube like so twice is i would say twice is like my ultimate group like it probably is gonna you, be my favorite group ever because i'm not gonna say how old i am but i'm getting at that age <laughs> where i don't think i can like you know keep going but i would say twice really is like <laughs> they're they're my group and they put out so much content like just between their youtube and going on V lives to talk to the people, like it's it's a ridiculous amount. Like they have behind the scenes, they have like little concert snippets, they have live vlogs, they have their own shows. It's called Time to Twice. And like I, I swear they come out with a new one you know every week it seems like there's a new episode like and now they're doing this kind of like fan servicey kind of thing they're doing like twice dates which is uh, (laughs) definitely fan service so the premise of that is like two of the members go on a quote-unquote date and like they'll just you know be awkward really but like it's yeah. kind of it's a bit fad servicey but you know i love it you know i'm just <laughs> it's it's cute it's funny you know there was one with um dahyun and jungyeon uh, mm-hmm. dahyun went to jungyeon's um place and like jungyeon made like a dinner for for them and, uh, you know, it was cute. Like, you know, they're just there ch- talking and having dinner, you know, and uh, Jungyeon's like kind of flirting. And it was like, <laughs> like, you know, she's playful like that, but I just like, you know, and it's like, and it made me, you know, think about like how, um, like in like there's other groups that also do this. like, so with Stacy, another group that I looked, I was like their YouTube has a lot of like, again, They have a lot of um, life vlogs on there. So you get to see them like just chilling in their dorm and they're just like, you know, eating their lunch or whatever. And it's like, (laughs) you know, it's 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 random things. But at the same time, you know, it gives you a chance to kind of get to know them, you know, outside of their performance persona. You know, how like how do they interact with each other when they're, you know, just chilling at home? You know, what do they do all day? You know, are they just watching TV and, you know just eating junk food or whatever and then um so it's kind of cool like that and there's another thing that just happened to see today it is SM is expanding their SM Culture Universe uh, I know you've seen it with aespa so they're having like an Espa season 1 they're going to bring out what is it called Kwang Kwangya universe yeah. expanded more <laughs> now there is a poster you google this there's a poster out right now and it looks like some superhero poster like a marvel poster (laughs) like it's pretty it's it's kind of interesting you know and um so like yeah groups are doing things like that you know they're just they're putting out whatever really to i appreciate it you know like i said earlier you know it was hard to get this kind of content from groups back in like the second gen days but now it's like It's too much, but (laughs) I love it. You know, I I I take it all in. You know, and it's free. I mean, it's on YouTube. It's free. I'll take it.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. Like having all this content is great. Like, yeah, like we we talked about earlier. It was so hard to get it back then, but now it's it's just everywhere. Even to the point where it's too much, and now we have this this thing with SM Cultural Universe, the SMCU, and. (laughs) This thing is so crazy to me because, like, when Espa got first introduced, right, they had the song Black Mamba, and they, if you listen to the lyrics, they talk about the kwangya and, like, these avatars, and I'm like, what the heck is this? (laughs) (laughs) It sounds so weird. And it's funny, too, because, like, even other artists at SM, they don't even really know what it is, right? Like, uh, Unknowing Brothers they um i think Unhyuk and he like he chose a, a normal he's part of the panel right but then i think they had Unhyuk on there too and then they're like asking them what that means and they're like i have no idea <laughs>
1: <laughs> they're just
2: like shaking their heads um so i'm very curious to to see what this stuff is like because as always talks about kwangya and like they've had so many songs since their debut and i i still don't know what the
1: heck that yeah (laughs) pretty much most of their songs are connected with it too isn't it yeah yeah so i I think they're gonna bring out more about black mamba i think that's gonna be an actual entity they're gonna i don't know if it's gonna be an actual like thing we see i don't know yeah i don't uh, know know. now i was gonna say it's kind of interesting how sm is doing this like yeah, Like you said, it's like a weird universe. Like, <laughs> I don't know, Gotta jump on that
0: Marvel Universe books. I think that's guess. what that is. I think
2: that's what that is. And if this takes off, dude, I, I, you know Ooh. what, we're gonna see other K pop groups do this too. And it's just Ooh. gonna be so weird.
1: <laughs> if you could pick a group that would do this, who would you let?
0: <laughs> I mean, there there are already like universes out there, like the uh Luna verse is the thing. Oh, if yeah. you guys haven't heard. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I, I think BTS that. has a universe too that Army are are chopping up on. So yeah, like if you ever um, ever looked at like the the like roadmap of the LunaVerse, it's crazy. They're like villains and stuff. That I mean, <laughs> Luna's like one of my top favorite groups, but just this the stuff that they put behind this story because every music video is like a story. This villain character took this girl to to the uh, Odd Eye Universe and stuff like that, but. Going back to like um, what you said about like content. Yeah, there's too much that I know like the other week or so I was watching what what they call Street Fighter Street Woman Fighter reality show where they all went to um, the guys from penthouse. They had like a you could call it a timeshare that they Mm -hmm. spruced up for like shows and stuff. But it's just them just kicking it and just like vibing out for a whole weekend (laughs) and then. Yeah, like I said earlier, like even like my favorite groups, I don't tune into like their regular content. I only like usually tune into like big major event shows. Like I think I'm I've been trying to like find for the longest time the like of One alumni's show, which is like a spinoff of Eating Trip. They call it Cheating Trip. Mm. So <laughs> there's just too much. It's also too much because I'm also trying to like work it into like K dramas and also like my other like shows that I've been watching. Too much in the fourth gen. <laughs> They're trying to get you to pick. That's why they want you to pick one. <laughs> so that was K-pop artists venturing outside of music to better get acquainted with their fans. Ron, what do you want to spotlight this week? This week, I like a, I would like to talk about Korean dramas
2: and one of my favorites of all time, which is Squid Game. Netflix releases their teaser for season two of Squid Game. Writer and director of Squid Game Game, Hwang Dong-hyuk wrote, it took 12 years to bring the first season of Squid Game to life last year, but it took 12 days for Squid Game to become the most popular Netflix series ever. So when he wrote that line, I felt like that was the hardest line to write. It was so dope. Mm. And Squid Game was, was not to try to sound like a Gen Z person, but It was a cultural reset like for it was (laughs) Um, because like when Squid Game first came out. Right. I remember seeing the teasers and and in the trailers for it. And I was like, okay, that's going to be on my watch list. Right. And I'll get to it eventually because I like I mentioned before, I have a huge backlog of Korean dramas to finish and watch. But when I was at work and all these people come up to me saying like, oh, Ron, have you seen Squid Game? And like I'm like no why why they're like oh it's so good, and that's when I knew that this thing was gonna be huge because it's like when people who I I know for sure don't consume Korean media at all come up to me suggesting material, then I know (laughs) that it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy. Um, Yeah. So so I was I was still I was a little late to the Squid Game game. Like I I think I watched it like maybe a week and a half or two weeks something like that after it came out. But when it did, like I binge watched the whole thing, and man, that was that was a crazy like two days. <laughs> um, so I, I I'm super excited, and I, I'm very curious to see what's gonna happen next. Apparently, you know the um, the doll that you know does the the red light green light. Apparently, she has a boyfriend, and we're gonna figure out <laughs> who that is <laughs> in season two. So we'll see. <laughs> But yeah i i don't know what that
0: what that was about that's what netflix <laughs> said so <laughs> we'll see yeah i was definitely like the person at work uh spreading the word of squid games like telling my boss telling a bunch of people i talked to at work like i said uh before because we definitely talked about this but i just hope it doesn't suffer from sophomore slump that yeah it's not just a money grab just because they're riding the coattails of the first season because it like we said earlier uh, before that it could stand alone um, yeah. this first season, but yeah. there's obviously, they they made room for more stories, but I just don't want it to be like sub standard to the first season. Yeah. And also what sort of also got me worried is that, um, I'm surprised you didn't mention it, but there's also going to be a game show on uh, Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Live that, game that, that, show. That's, that's definitely, right that's, that sounds like it's probably going to be like a, you know how, um, American TV adopts a lot of like Japanese TV show stuff. It sounds like yeah. it's going to be like a hole in the wall, <laughs> Mxc kind of adaptation. Mxc. Yeah, it sounds like that. Like obviously they're not going to be killing people, but um, <laughs> I think it's just going to be like an Mxc with the Squid Game logo on it or something. Yeah, maybe. But see, but I am excited though that there are a couple of cases of. Season two's being pretty good um, in, in the K-Drama scene, but we'll just have to see, but it, it sounds like it's starting to ramp up again. So that was Netflix releases teasers for Squid Game Season 2. For my spotlight this week, we are going back to Rob's B-Side Corner. And for this week, I wanted to spotlight Dream Dreamlike from the album Bloom Is. This is a, actually a unit song, uh, which features Yena, Sakura, Wanyoung, Hitomi, Heiwan, and Umbi. Wanyoung actually had a hand in writing the lyrics. So I like the title, it's got this dreamlike vibe to it. It feels like you're very floaty, similar to that uh God 7 na 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 um we got a few weeks ago. It's very chill, which by now if you've been listening to the show, it's my type of vibe when I listen to music. It sort of does have the like this Moombaton feel to it, but it is if it was Moonbaton but chill, because the main thing that I'm pulling from that is that it's got this like pulsating kick drum throughout the song. It's got a nice mix of different synths um making up the melodies of the song. And it's also got this like nice little mix of cool little sound effects that um especially this pickup to the chorus that I don't want to spoil if you haven't heard the song before, but it just like drives the song forward. And it's a really, really nice song that I was also happy that because they never really performed the song, but they did on their very last concert. I'm not I don't remember if it was day one or day two, but they did a sort of like B-side corner where they're doing a bunch of B-sides that they never performed. And this is one of them for one of the nights. So that was IZ*ONE's ones Like from the album Bloom Is. To end the show, we'd like to leave you all with some recommendations that aren't necessarily K-pop.
1: Brent, what would you like to recommend this week? So I'd like to talk a little bit about golf. And believe it or not, this does have a little bit of a K-pop. Not really. I'm just kidding. But Koreans, <laughs> they love golf. Koreans love golf. And and Jihyo from Twice actually does golf. If you look at her Instagram, yep. she was golfing. So <laughs> there's a the K pop Okay. So it's called... I'm going to talk about Live Golf real quick. So Live Golf. I don't know. I, I don't know if you guys know. It's a new... Like um golf um what's it called it's a rival to the pga and it's been filled with drama like if you just try to look up live golf are you gonna get nothing but just news articles about drama because basically the pga and live got beef right now and not not to get too like political with it but it is a saudi backed um league so Uh, saudi is putting money into this And that's where some of the drama is. But, you know, I'm not going to talk about that. What I want to talk about is it is turning the golf game on its head because it is 48 players and three rounds. And with the PGA Tour, those are four rounds. So four days with like 100 plus players. And it's a shotgun style. So every So there'll be groups of four and they all start on a hole, 18 holes, and they all start at the same time. So it's not one after another. It's they all start at the same time, which is kind of cool for a viewer because you get a lot of action and you get to, you know, you don't have to wait as long because golf tournaments can take forever to finish. And another thing with this is they're putting a lot of money into it. So there's no cuts. And by cuts, like you, you, basically in the PGA, if you don't ma- hit a certain score, they cut you, and then you're you're just gone for that tournament. But here, all 48 players play all three days, and there's a team aspect to it, which is also different. And no one really understands how that works, so I don't think I can really <laughs> talk about it. But it's basically there's a captain, and then they draft three other players from the 48, but. I've tried to look this up, like who could explain this to me, and no one seems to know how <laughs> that actually works all they all I could find was that the three best scores in that team is what they use to find out who was the best or whatever but and then again, they're putting a lot of money into this. it's twenty five million per tournament, whatever, and so the first 20 is split between all 48 players. So whether you come first or last, you're getting paid, which is like a big thing. Because in the PGA, if you're not in the top, I guess, I forget what it is, you don't get paid. So you can play all four days and you might not get paid at all. But here, you can uh, either get in first place and get $4 million or come in last place and get 120000 for your weekend of playing golf. So... It's uh it's a new thing. It's kind of again it's filled with drama right now, so everyone's just focusing on that part, but I think it's pretty cool and it's it's on YouTube, so you can watch it for free. You don't have to have cable. So Yeah, golf.
2: And that sounds <laughs>
1: interesting. I got to check this out. It's kind of cool. It's not bad, but, you know. They try uh, I'll say this, they tried to get um Tiger Woods to join and so one of the the CEOs of it, his name is Greg Norman. He he's mm. he's a retired golf player, right? And he said that they offered Tiger Woods like a ridiculous amount, like some say close to a billion dollars to join or something. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what? Like imagine being offered like something crazy, like close to a billion dollars and you know, to play in their league. Like that's that's crazy. That is nuts.
0: When you said shotgun style I thought like uh, are you guys familiar with the game uh not strikers uh the the recent Super Mario Golf game on on Switch no where everyone's just like <laughs> running I thought I thought it was going to be like that like no, no, sort of like like a crazy cartoon <laughs> cartoony that, like everyone's fighting to get get their first that would probably be more interesting honestly
1: <laughs> 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 That's a good idea you should email them that <laughs>
0: Yeah, also bring bring it back around to k-pop uh you my girl non uh from Pink. her sister is actually a pro golfer i'm not sure if she still is but i know that was like one thing that um was always like being highlighted oh her sister's a, a pro golfer in korea or whatever or i'm not even sure if it's korea maybe she came to the states at one time but yeah sounds like fun
1: yeah it's interesting man i, I hope it continues like some people think it's gonna flop but i it's grown on me, the format, like it's very interesting.
0: So That was Live Golf and you could catch it on YouTube. Ron, what do you want to recommend this week? So continuing with the BTS theme that I had
2: this week, uh, I would recommend everyone to watch the BTS Festa episode for 2022. Um, this was a really good episode to kind of get into the insights of how BTS was feeling these past couple years. Um, and also feel like in terms of group chemistry, BTS has like one of the best, um, group chemistry out there. Cause, uh, with some groups, you feel like they're coworkers, but I could, you could really tell that BTS, they can, they, they feel like friends, like legitimate friends. Um, so that, that shows a lot through this, through this episode. Um, uh, but yeah, it's on YouTube and please watch it.
1: They're brothers, man. What are you talking about? They're brothers. They're brothers, that's right.
0: (laughs) So that was BTS Festa, and you can catch that on YouTube as well. For my recommendation, the reason why B-Side Corner wasn't in its usual spot, because I watched Top Gun Maverick recently. This is starring Tom Cruise, and it's in the pantheon of sequels that are better than the original. The original wasn't as good as people probably remember it was. It's probably more of a nostalgia thing just like having danger zone and take my breath away, just playing like every other scene. But it's a pretty faithful sequel because I watched it before. Um, I mean, I watched the original before, but I haven't had a vivid memory of it. So I caught it on Amazon Prime because I guess they just took it down from Netflix. So I watched that the day before. The movie as, is as if they made the first movie in modern times because there's a lot of tones and vibes that you get from the original movie and this one but made for modern times this one if because it does have tom cruise it feels like cross from top gun mission impossible fast and the furious and star wars and i'm not gonna go more in depth on what that means if if people haven't watched it but if you do watch it you'll get an idea of what i brought up all those movies for because let's just say it was like it was filmed that way to spice it up a little bit because if you think about the original plot, it's just them just hanging out trying to figure out who the best pilot is and so happens that some sort of crazy war thing happens at the end that sort of detracts from the whole story um, in the original. With Tom Cruise on board, you could tell he was going to jump in and try to do as many stunts as possible. If you haven't seen it, the first one, you could probably tell that they weren't actually in jets in the original that they were probably on some sort of green screen but this one you could tell tom cruise and especially with his personality that he wanted to go up in a some sort of jet if not an f-18 to get those sort of cockpit shots i'm not sure if they stuck a lot of the other casts in there but um you could tell tom cruise wanted to go up and feel the g's um the special effects were great like i said it was hard to or like I was talking about earlier, it was hard to tell who was in an actual cockpit flying up in the air or not. And also the acting was great because between him and Miles Teller, um, they were just putting on a show that and got a little bit emotional at, at one point. But that was a pretty fun movie and I'd say it's probably one of the best pieces of media I've seen in 2022 so far.
1: I agree. I'd see it. It's, it's pretty great. I... would so, I also did see the original before I went to see the new one. And the first one's still pretty solid, I think. But this one, so for me, the best sequel is Terminator 2 for me. And that's, it's a little bit of nostalgia, but also I watch that movie all the time. I would say this Top Gun Maverick is better than the first one for sure. And it really is like, I don't want to spoil it as well, but those cockpit scenes alone, I feel like is worth the admission. Like, it is crazy. Like, it really does. Mm-hmm. You do feel like you're in the cockpit with them. And I'm pretty sure, knowing Tom Cruise, yeah, there was a camera in front of him the whole time. And maybe, I think a couple of the cast as well flew up with the with cameras. And yeah, I mean, go see it. I think everyone should go see it. It's pretty cool. You know, you got shirtless guys, too, if you're into that. yeah there's a there's a scene that
0: they definitely brought back the vibe of in in this one but that was top gun maverick so before we get to promos i just want to thank our guest brent for coming on the show this week thanks guys for having me for coming to close out the show do you guys have anything to promote
1: uh you can catch me at brent x bear all one word on Pretty much all social media is, you know. Come follow me. I don't post any selfies, so you don't have to worry about that. You won't see my <laughs> my ugly mug. Um <laughs> and you know what? Uh follow twice as individuals on Instagram, all of them. Do that. You, follow them, you know, say so you just just do it. Even if you're not a fan, just do it. <laughs> Ron, as usual, I like to
2: promote our social media accounts. You can follow us pretty much everywhere at idle rumble. And If you want to talk more about K-pop with us or about anything, really, come find us at our Discord server. Link to that is in our bio. And if you like what you hear, please give us a review on your favorite
0: podcasting platform. Five stars. Thank you. And you could catch my writing on lobbyrumble.com. I like to write about all things pop culture. Music's brought to you by Kevin McLeod of incoptag.com. And that'll do it for this week's show. We'll catch you on the next episode of the Idol Rumble Podcast.